Hello beautiful mama and welcome to the mama load. I am going to chat to you today about all things sleeping because I'm currently traveling with my four kids and everyone keeps asking me how they are still sleeping from like 12 to 14 hours. Actually they're almost impossible to wake up. They're sleeping deeper than what they were back home. One of my kids has been waking a little bit at night time, um, but I also know the cause of that. And I worked with parents for a really long time doing sleep support, and there was many parts that got missed in that support that I couldn't address in the frame that I was working in. So I'm going to give you some of the little secret sources in this, and hopefully it will help you shift things in your own Welcome to The Mama Load. I'm Kiki. I am your host of this podcast and I have four beautiful kids, a wonderful, crazy husband on this journey with me. We are currently traveling with our four kids and living in hotels, which is a, certainly a wild ride for people who had never really holidayed before. <laughs> And in this podcast, I share with you all the wisdom that I have been learning over the last 20 years of working with families and children. And really what this is about is teaching you the secret sources that science and books and all of those things have missed. They're all missing something. And that essence is you. You are not a scientific study. You are not a statistic. You are a like beautiful, whole, amazing mama. And I am not going to stop reminding you that when you just shift and support yourself in your journey, that it gets to be really fucking easy. Turn your blinkers on and turn your ears off to all of the bullshit that people say about mothering especially if it comes from a man <laughs> i'm on a bandwagon about this but i'm going to share with you some secrets today and i hope they resonate with you sleeping and kids and babies and teens and all the people. I have never, ever met a mama who isn't semi-obsessed with sleeping. And it kind of comes from that infancy and learning what to do. And the mama finds her way and it might take her years or it might take her months or it might take her only days to work out what is right for her and her family and where they're currently at and once she's found her little ways, she finds a flow. But what I want to make clear is that flow can be even if it doesn't actually work for your family. <laughs> and I'm going to help you kind of debunk some of your own theories because I've worked with like literally thousands of mamas and their kids and their babies and sleeping and I know that what I've taught works and it doesn't require any crying or any kind of major disruption to life. It's like a mathematical formula. 
And the mathematical equation works really, really well. We work on a combination of like how much sleep the child is having, what the child wears to bed, what their bedding is and what the room temperature is like. And it's really just like a formula within those options and kids will generally sleep very well, if not a lot better than what they were previously. But sometimes there's the, that formula just feels like it's not working. And whilst I find it's very universal, I don't have to adapt the formula very much for any kind of individual. There's a part that's different in every single home. And that is the people and their souls and what they're doing and what they're believing and what they're thinking about. So there's a part to all of this, which is the mother's actual belief systems around sleep. And the ones that have been really easy to work with and really fluid to sort things out have always been the mums of like, well, this is better than yesterday or we're doing great or like this is great for me and it feels like it's working well. And they're generally looking at things from a perspective of this is working. And even if it's not working today, I know it's going to work for me. But when it comes to sleeping and feeding and all of the other essences of motherhood, there is definitely a large percentage of women and I mean mothers who are determined that it's difficult. So you're going to have to reflect on this, like what space you're sitting in and have an awareness that it's likely that you are the creator of the experience that you're currently having. Okay. There are definitely things that if your kids are not sleeping great at whatever age, you can just shift or change like how much sleep they're having or what time they go to bed and even their bedding. And you'll see a substantive change. You'll see like a 50% increase of better sleeping. So if you work with me, uh, some women I've worked with for like a decade, (laughs) some women I've worked with for only a month, it, it just really depends because some people want my emotional support for a long period of time as they're mothering. A lot of people find there's heaps of support for the five and under kind of space or even three and under space. But once the babies drop their nap, and they're kind of free floating mother many mothers do still feel lost and need that support from me but the absolute key essence is what the mother is thinking and believing and feeling so there are mums and i'm going to just like blow your mind here there are mums whose kids go to bed at like midnight no joke midnight and that mother is perfectly happy with that. A lot of people here are my clients and so this will blow their mind (laughs) because they're used to like 7 p.m. bedtime, 6.30 bedtimes and things like that. And most of the time at the moment, my kids are going to bed anywhere between 8 and 10 p.m. I don't even have a regular bedtime. Yeah which is wild considering what I've come from. Um, And that is so that we can live our life in the way that we want to live. Like last night we went out for dinner at 8 p.m. And that just felt like 
so vibey. <laughs> I cannot even explain it. And not even in a holiday way. I was just like, I love being outside at nighttime. I love pushing the pram in the like heat and the stars and the nightlife and all those kinds of things. And my mind was like, oh my God, this is the worst thing for the toddler. He's going to get so tired, blah, 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 blah. Big story. None of that came true because I kind of knew in my essence, this is what really makes me fly. This is what really makes me feel good. I really enjoy these differential parts of life. Like I said to my husband yesterday, I have just had the most joyful time traveling with my children and watching them see life in their own eyes. It has stretched me and in the just the most incredible way. And so so often a mum will come to me and she'll be like, it's not working, it's not working, it's not working. And I'll be like, here's the shifts and changes you can make. And she's like, it's still not working, it's still not working. And why is that? And this mother has this inherent, like deep belief system that sleep is troubled, sleep is hard in motherhood. You don't get much in motherhood. I mean, you only have to consume TikTok for five minutes to really realize that. Like everyone is saying the same story and this mother is holding that story. When you're a mama who knows you get lots of sleep and that even if sleep didn't work out so well, you could rest in the day, you could find a way, you'll do things differently. Like sometimes if my kids are giving me the shits and I'm ready for them to wind down and ready for them to go to sleep, I lay and read my own book. I just chill the fuck out. <laughs> and I don't fight with my kids to go to bed ever. There's nothing I love more than just like sitting on their beds for 20 minutes and just chatting. The toddlers, like the, my toddler needs a good hour, actually probably more to unwind. And at the moment we're not really giving him that and he's exhausted by the end of the day. We might just walk in and really want him in bed within 10 or 15 minutes. So I just like chill on his bed and play with his transformers. And after a while, like maybe half an hour, I don't, I don't stick to the bedtime. I'm just like, I can feel his energy slowing down. I can feel when he's ready. And most people are never even giving their kids the chance to get there because they're already like, it's fucked, it's broken, it's not working. And so the mother needs to slow down. Like if you're still cleaning up dishes and trying to put your kids to bed, it just don't vap. It just doesn't. You're going to have to learn how to get things done earlier or just leave them until the morning. Who cares? I don't know who'd made that rule about resetting your kitchen before you go to bed. And I subscribed to that for such a long time. But like, does it really matter as much as we all think it does? Probably not. So finding a way inside yourself, you know, you maybe you want to go like pop them in the pram if you've got kids under five or whatever and just walk in the moonlight up the street and back. Reset yourself and stop creating from, you're creating bedtime from a place of pain. And this is the part I couldn't address in someone else's thing that I was working for, is that the mum was coming to bedtime with such a state of anxiety and exhaustion herself. She couldn't do it properly. She couldn't like just go, hey, like if this is taking two hours, maybe it's just not the right thing for my kid. Like maybe I just need to shift and change it and do it differently. You know, if you've got a toddler who isn't going to bed easily at seven, 
fuck the seven? Like, who even made that rule? Why does it have to be seven? Like, why can't you all just wind down in whatever way that works for you? Like, does it even matter if they, like, just eventually just fall asleep? You know, we've turned, like, there's women who turn bedtime into this, like, elaborate process that becomes so stressful. You know, sometimes my kids will just still be playing and it'll be 8 p.m. They're still just playing beautifully with each other and I'll just sit and do my content for the day. Or I'll just sit and, like, edit some videos or something. Like, I just don't... (sighs) I think part of it's because we have to get up and we have to get going so early. But also, there is literally kids out there who do not need 12 hours of sleep a night. And the other thing is, A, you know, no more fighting about it. But B, like... (sighs) If you didn't compare yourself to anyone else and you didn't bring in the information from anyone else, what would you actually do? Would you have a bath together? Would you make sure you've had a nice long hot shower while they're just playing? I think that we've turned this like rightness into a fiasco. And so many mamas come to me from this place. If you need help with this, please send me an email, kiki at kikimagra.com.au. Sometimes we can just work together for a week or so and you can see significant, and I mean life-changing shifts. Because I give you a handful of practical tips and I give you a handful of emotional tips and those two things together create just like absolute magic. My 12-year-old and my 3-year-old sleep for the same amount of time. I know that's kind of wild when I say it out loud, but 12-year-olds need lots of sleep and 3-year-olds need lots of sleep. Actually, my girls in the middle probably don't need as much sleep, but they're probably both going to shift into other realities at some point too, right? So... (laughs) I don't worry about when the toddler goes to bed. I worry about living my own best joyful life. If it causes me stress, I'm going to tell you some serious truth here that will absolutely horrify the vast majority of people because we're traveling in like Thailand. So, you know, not the cleanest of places in the world. We're swimming every day, but we are traveling. My toddler hasn't had a bath for three days. And I'm pretty sure last week it was like five days. And you can judge me and say whatever you like, but I actually don't care. You could send this around the internet to 5 million people and I actually couldn't care less. He is clean. He is loved. He doesn't go to bed dirty. He hops in the pool multiple times a day. He's got no skin rashes or anything like that. You know, he gets clean jammies on. Do the rules matter as much as we think they do? You know, and so there's been times where I've been like, no, you have to have a bath. There's no options around this. And I come at it from a place of like anger and fear and judgment and resentment. And what happens? He just gets upset back at me. He screams, he cries. For whatever reason, it doesn't feel great to him right now. And that's okay. Will I let him go months without a bath? No, of course not. But... I invite you to let it go. The other thing you can have consciousness around is like, 
maybe no screens in the evening. You know, my kids have their iPads for reading books, but they're only allowed to read books on aeroplane mode. But that's all they have in their evenings. No more TV, no more iPads, no more games, no more Netflix. That can have a significant impact for my family. I'm not sure about everyone else's, but it definitely can for mine. So let's create a shift. Let's be the mamas who shift. And if you love this, can you please send it to a friend who's really struggling in this space right now, who needs that love and support and who you know is probably doing all the right things, but she just needs to release a little bit of emotional control because this will really help her. Thank you. Love you.